spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. Hello and welcome to Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody. I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Uh, not doing too bad. You know what, Phil? I, I don't believe in God, but I'm praying to the space wizard. Please, God, make this snow melt away. That's all I want. Yeah, I actually... So the reason why we're doing a non, I guess, sequential episode this week. I actually had to go for a funeral for a member of my family this past weekend in the great state of Iowa. So I also experienced some uh, some deep cold out there. So I know <laughs> okay. I know how you feel. Okay, how, how cold was it exactly? So there was one day that it was a blizzard. Winds and those, you know, the flurries, but because of the wind... It was the flurry was basically like icicles, just you know, cutting through your face like diamonds. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so. it's funny because obviously where you were was is Western Iowa, right? Yeah, so I was in Western Iowa. We flew into South Dakota, and I traveled into Western Iowa, and very flat, very kind of you know desolate. There's not even any crops in the field right now, so there's just no windbreak at all. You know, okay, so. Someone at work asked me this week. Now, I don't know if this is the same storm as you experienced, but they said there was a tornado in, they said it was southwest, I think, of Des Moines. Des Moines is pretty much in the center of Iowa. And they said a tornado was hitting there and killed like 10 people, I think. Yeah, there was a snow-nado, I believe they called it, ah. in Emmitsburg. So yeah, it was... It was pretty far south of where I was, though. I we Honestly, if there would have been a tornado, the winds were pretty bad. It was storming like crazy. So I wouldn't have doubted it. But yeah, um, I had also heard that there was a snow-nado in Iowa that night. It, it's uh, up here, you know, obviously because I'm probably five hours from where you were north. And the storm I got was literally a thunderstorm and rainstorm in the Twin Cities of Minnesota. Yeah, it also it also kind of rained a little bit before it got dark, which the freezing cold wind basically turned that into a sheet of ice yeah. on the sidewalks and roads. So that's a that's a pleasant little gift right there. <laughs> so one of the bountiful many gifts that I received from were, Iowa this past was, weekend. Were you and your whole family shivering? For the first couple days we were, but we kind of got used to it. I was wearing I mean I I probably haven't worn pants in the past two years, but I was wearing <laughs> pants every day for, you know, jeans. Yeah. I would obviously wear something on my, you know, bottom half, but <laughs> I I haven't worn long pants in about a year and a half, probably since my brother's wedding. And I was definitely wearing jeans every day this past weekend. So that'd be pretty funny if you just revealed on here that you literally only wear tops and no <laughs> bottoms ever. I Donald Duck it. Yeah. Just Winnie the Pooh it all over the place. Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, no, yeah, it was. I don't know. When we first got there, it was in like the 40s. So it wasn't horrible because it gets down to the 40s here sometimes at like five in the morning. But during the day, usually it'll heat back up to like 70 something. During the day there, it just stayed at 40. Yeah. Well, it's funny because next week, um, everyone's getting excited because like Monday and Tuesday, the high is supposed to be 40. We don't know if that's actually going to happen, but if it gets there, you know, it's 40, maybe teasing it in the, you know, up to 50, then we know we can start demolishing some of the snow. Oh, yeah, definitely. Start wearing your beach clothes out when it gets up to about 50 some. So Uh, I've just the thing (laughs) is, is I'm so sick of like battling ice on my driveway. I've done battle with ice all fucking winter long and I'm just ready, ready to give up and have it go away so I can just not worry about it. Definitely. So, I mean, this is probably a shitty segue, but speaking of like the cold, uh, we were kind of talking a little bit before we started the episode. I wanted to ask you, have you heard of the the Russian convoy into the Ukraine to jump into current events a little bit? And the fact that uh, apparently the Ukraine is experiencing like a really bad cold snap right now. And a lot of the Russian soldiers are basically like stuck inside of their tanks. I had not. Well, actually, I should say I haven't heard about the convoy. I heard about the cold, the cold there. Um, isn't that what Russians are supposed to be known for? Like the they can handle the cold when no other soldier can. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's what you would think. But normally it's when they're on defense. So when when you're you know, when you're in Russia uh, on the defensive and you have like the winter coming, normally you're kind of dug in. And you're already hopefully wearing like your, you know, your thick winter coats and everything. Hope when you're on the move, though, it's very much different than being on the defense because you're kind of exposed. So, OK, this convoy, is this like a large convoy? Is it just a normal one? Yeah, they call it basically it's like a 40 mile convoy from Russia going into the Ukraine. So it it's seems like I don't a lot. know. I've heard that it's heading straight for Kiev, but basically, I don't know, the the whole like the news reports, they make it sound like everything's heading for Kiev. So, yeah, that's the problem. Like uh, the war, I I don't want to say propaganda on both sides, but that's kind of what it is. You can't yeah. really tell cuz Russia's reporting one thing, then Ukraine's reporting the other thing. So it's like, I don't know our news sources are always going to make it sound like the Ukraine is kicking their ass and this and that. I don't really know what's going on there. I was reading a little bit yesterday. They were calling it the like the battle of basically the internet, like the information war. And apparently they're saying Ukraine is winning that battle. The only reason, though, I think really is a lot of the Russian news agencies, their news isn't really getting weaked out as much. A lot of people are kind of isolating them right now. Also, they've closed down a lot of like the foreign correspondents inside of Russia. So it's one of those deals where it's only like what Ukraine is like Ukrainian people and their military is actually saying. But it does seem like, I don't know, maybe the Russians expected just to roll over them. Maybe they expected them to just kind of lay down their guns because it doesn't seem like they sent their most, you know, their most battle hardened troops. It seems like they sent a lot of conscripts in there, guys who didn't really know what was going on. Isn't that what you said? I I swear I've read this somewhere and I think you said it is 
it's like a tactic Russia uses is sending in their new recruits and um, like kind of their shitty equipment at first. Saving their good stuff for the real battle. Yeah. Kind of. I think I, I think I did mention that on our maybe last episode. It, it's kind of smart if you don't really have a lot of like, if you have good equipment, but not a lot of it, it's kind of smart to send all your bad shit in first. And then once you really need it, send that in kind of in the second waves, if you actually need it, you know, just so that you're not exposing the majority of your good stuff or your good troops. I mean, it's also, you have so say 200, I think I heard the number was 200,000 Russian troops spilling into the Ukraine. I doubt Putin really cares about any like reserves troops who aren't really, you know, trained up quite as well or not as well equipped, kind of like that first wave into the meat grinder. So basically that first wave, I would imagine, softens up Ukraine's defenses. Ukraine kind of, you know, their troops, their civilians feel like they've won. And then all of a sudden, you know, the real show comes to town, basically. Do you think that's, would that be your prediction? If you think about it, just looking at, even if you look at how much like Cold War military stuff, equipment, weapons, whatever, training, Russia really should have just rolled right over Ukraine, but they didn't. So I'm kind of wondering if they just expected uh, the Ukrainians or Ukrainian president to just kind of, you know, give up, just, you know, sue for peace, try to keep some of his country. Because, I mean, honestly, they made it seem like they wanted the whole country, but really maybe they only wanted like part of it, you know. So maybe it's like, oh, we pretend like we want all of it, but then they sue for peace and we settle for, you know, a, a fourth of it or a third of it, something like that. I doubt they expected the Ukrainians to call up their citizens to join the military and to, you know, fight against a Russian invasion. Right. I I don't know. It's just such a weird... The whole thing is very weird because I feel like no matter what, um, Russia is not going to come out of this very good. Really, you got to look at it and think. So one of the conspiracies that I heard was Putin was waiting for Trump to win a second term. And if he thought he thought that maybe if Trump won the second term, he would take the United States out of NATO. Then, you know, Ukraine wouldn't have a chance without United States, you know, bolstering NATO's position. But that didn't happen. So he just kind of went for it anyway, just to, I don't know, maybe to see what would happen. Kind of like, you know, just just a little jab to see what the world community would do. I'm not sure he expected as much resistance as he's found. Uh, I think he kind of expected maybe Biden and some other world leaders to be like a lot weaker than they've come off as. See, Okay, but the United States themselves haven't really done that much for them, right? Is I keep hearing it's Poland mostly. Like, yeah, so the Ukraine or Ukraine, whatever you want to call it, isn't a isn't a member of NATO. So the United States, it's not like they have like a blood oath, like an obligation. Like if if Russia invaded Germany, we would have to declare war on Russia or come to Germany's defense. So really with Ukraine, it's kind of whatever a country wants to do. So if a country like Germany, all these EU countries want to help out the Ukrainians, then they can do it. It's not like they're obligated to help. So it's kind of almost like really charity right now. 
But they're also, I mean, if they want to be seen as battling Russia, there's also a problem, though, with a lot of these European countries really depend on Russian oil. I don't know. If I was them, I would kind of hope for maybe an assassination of Putin, basically. Just hopefully, you know, get him out of there, get somebody in there who at least pretends to be more level-headed, just to kind of pull back, pull everything back. So Right. there, uh, I've heard people talking about they almost took out one of the main nuclear plants that would have wiped out power in a lot of a uh, lot of Europe like it was a central hub or something that could have knocked out power to not just Ukraine but like a lot of the countries are part oh, of Oh I didn't hear about that one um was it the Russians trying to knock out that nuclear power plant why it sounded like they were bombing something near it and almost took it out I know the big, oh. the big story today, I don't know if you saw, is like they took out the power in Chernobyl. So now it's running off the backup generators and it's only got two days before they run out. And is it like, does fallout commence if I, the generators are I, offline? Or? I, it sounds like basically it would just um, wouldn't conceal the radiation anymore and it would just kind of pour out of there. Just in that area, like it originally had been, I would imagine. Oh, okay. So it wouldn't be like a, you know, it's not... Not the whole country. I imagine it will affect some of the area. Probably not. uh, I don't know. They just said there must be something running there to, like, keep um, keep it in check. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't heard about that power plant uh, being shut down. I did hear... So I've been reading some news articles the past couple days about basically European countries and the United States are trying to get countries with oil. Cause one of the big cards that Putin has to play right now is oil and gas. Basically like the European countries really depend on Russian fuel to, especially during the winter. I have heard that Biden's actually trying to get into contact with like Venezuela, Iran, and like some other countries that Really, he wouldn't have like tried to get oil from. He's also trying to get OPEC to increase their oil production, so it kind of like lessens the uh, like the gas crisis we're having right now. Uh, Venezuela, like man, are they? So my understanding is Venezuela used to be a prosperous country because they sold oil. When did that fall apart? When uh, their country basically was. I'm not really, I'm not, you know, totally up to date on it, but uh, Hugo Chavez came to power and the United States really didn't like him that much. So there was a coup attempt, you know, I'm not not ah. going to speculate <laughs> on who tried to start that coup attempt or who, <laughs> what money was behind it, we but know. it didn't quite work out. So basically when he stayed in power, um, there was like a, almost a ban on anyone buying Venezuelan oil. Gotcha. And then the country kind of fell apart a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, extremely heavy sanctions from the biggest countries in the world will do that to any country. But the problem is all of these people will will turn to Venezuela and be like, oh, see what happens with socialism? That's what happens. There's bread lines. And it's like, dude, every country in the world is being forced to boycott this country to embargo it of course there's bread lines and shit you know yeah but. i was gonna say that 
is one of the biggest right-wing dog whistles. They socialism. All, well, you, you hear socialism, and then they immediately go to Venezuela. And then I only knew about this because, like, people kept bringing it up. Okay, I'm like, I got to see this shit. And then you look it up, and it's like, oh, this country was rich as shit. And then you get uh, one, I would say dictator, but definitely not a nice guy. And uh, it can ruin the whole country. I guess technically yeah. a la Putin right now. Well, with uh, Putin, basically, he... <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of uh, there's kind of rumors that he may have strong armed Boris Yeltsin uh, into forcing him to give up power like to him. You know, I don't know how much of it's true, really. Uh, basically, Putin had some kind of intelligence on his family. That's like the conspiracy theory of how Putin went from kind of a small time politician to the leader of the entire country. So, well, I me- yeah, I remember you you talked about it on one of the episodes you covered. Yeah, uh, Y2K that night, he became the new, you know, leader of Russia. And it kind of almost, it was so, it slipped under the radar. Not a lot of people really even realized there was a new, like, president of Russia just because that, you know, the whole Y2K thing, the year 2000. And then all of a sudden that just happened. So it's like, oh, yeah, this relatively unknown dude. We don't really know a ton about him, but he's the new whatever of, you know, Russia, which at the time was just kind of a shithole country that everyone kind of forgotten about. So, you know, what? you know, what's interesting, the normal way America has been battling Russia for fucking ever is basically training militia groups to fight against Russia. Right. Um, They've been doing that in other countries forever. But I suppose yeah. you'd have a bit of a hard time pulling that off in Ukraine, huh? Well, it's like, what do you think? So Ukraine didn't really break away from from Russia's control until I think about 2012, 2013. So I do imagine that there has been operators in Ukraine, like training some people, some troops, possibly um, kind of like what we had in Vietnam you know, advisors, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, maybe they're fighting, maybe they're not. But I would imagine, I know, like, considering how well the Ukrainians have done against Russia so far, I wouldn't doubt if we had, you know, lend least some, some weapons that would take care of, you know, Soviet era helicopters and tanks and whatnot. So I'm sure there was a bunch of, quote unquote, mystery boxes that showed up on people's doorsteps. Um, I I have heard that there's apparently 16,000 mysterious foreign fighters that have showed up in Ukraine. Have you heard this? No, I haven't. Are they the the Russian Blackwater, basically? Is that what you're talking about? Because I've no. heard rumors of that. No, like literally people from other countries going to Ukraine just to help them or fight or whatever. They're just okay. showing up there and they don't know where they're coming from. Yeah, I wonder if there's any like of the uh, like those Montana, you know, the basically the freedom fighters or the uh, the militia, the you know, the in the Western states, they all have those militias. I wonder if any of them are showing up. Wouldn't they usually be helping Russia in this case? I don't know if there are a lot of if they're like big Trump fans, they might be helping Russia. But yeah, it's um. I don't know. I mean, it's such a there's been a lot of people who basically have wanted to fight Russia, you know, since they were little kids. 
growing up during the Cold War. Yeah. So I imagine, you know, some of them might run to their aid. I mean, there was a shit ton of Americans who snuck into Canada and then went to go fight for the British during the early days of World War II. So that's a good point. Um, yeah. I'm here's my question. I was kind of asking uh, somebody else's question. Let's just say Russia, I don't know, completely collapsed or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, what would the United States do without having to fight constant proxy battles with them? Like, I, I feel like they've been doing that forever. Ooh, it would definitely be a big ding to the military industrial complex. I, Luckily, we still have the medical industrial complex, the prison industrial complex, basically all of the evil things on earth, you know, to <laughs> to still get a spy, to still, you know, keep the fucking lights on. Used so. video game industrial complex. The Underrated GameStop. one. Yeah. GameStop. Well, we don't say assholes. their name. We don't say their name out loud. Um, yeah. No, but like... <laughs> Jesus, I, I'm assuming Dick Cheney, his, you know, his paycheck would be taking quite a few hits. Um, he might have to sell some of those hearts that he has in his oh, basement. Yeah. You know, when he can't uh, can't keep those defense contracts coming in. Some of those children's souls that he has locked in crystal balls <laughs> in his basement. Yeah, he might have to part with a few of them. But yeah, uh, no, it's uh, I was reading basically there's I mean, it's. This whole thing with Putin, I don't know what he's thinking. I mean, so when he first started this, kind of like the way he did it, it was very well coordinated because I thought he was just like when I first saw this, I thought, okay, you know, he's going to surround the country. He's going to knock on the door, but then he's basically going to offer them some kind of peace where he takes the portions of the country that he wants and backs off. And it's like, oh, look at Putin's a genius. Everyone, everyone, you know, showed their hand. Everyone folded, you know, all the poker references. Now he bluffed and everyone fucking took the bait. So now he's got to be thinking like, oh, fuck. Like, what do I do? Everyone sees like every every news organization is saying I'm weak and I'm losing right now. So I kind of worry about that. But you mean like he might do something really radical in that type of way when from all the criticism, is that what you mean? Possibly, yeah. Yeah. From he, all the criticism, he might, he might, he might, you know, el- escalate things. Basically, I don't uh, know. Like nuclear weapons, no one's crazy that because that's basically just everyone would just unload all of their nuclear weapons against Russia. Russia would unload theirs. Um, China would probably just say fuck it and you know start sending whatever they have up in the air. So. Okay, here's the thing, though. They're like Iron Curtain shit. Um, I think they proved that they've helped Ukraine set up a bunch of these anti-missile things. Does that work on nuclear warheads? Um, I mean, the Patriot missiles that we have set up do work on, like, the sub... the There's, like, there's the ones that are hypersonic, which I think are, like, the brand new ones, which... I don't think can be actually shot down, but like the standard ones that have been used for the past like 80 years, I'm pretty sure that like Patriot missiles can lock onto those and take those down. Wait, they have hypersonic nuclear missiles. I don't know if they've ever attached a nuke to them yet, but they do have hypersonic missiles. What, what makes them hypersonic? The, just the speed of them or what? So I have the, like the webpage up. 
that I was reading before. It's called the Kinzo or the Dagger Missile. Basically, uh, it goes from what this article is saying, 10 times the speed of sound. And it can hold either like a normal kind of like conventional weapon or what is basically a 500 kiloton nuclear warhead, which they say is 33 times the yield of the Fat Man bomb dropped on Hiroshima. Okay, hold on. Did you say how many times the speed of sound? From this article, it says 10 times the speed of sound. Okay, isn't the speed of sound, what is it, 800 miles an hour? Yeah, it's like 700-something miles per hour. Holy shit, that's quite fast. Yeah, so it says more than two miles per second. So basically, nothing can catch up with this thing or react quickly enough to actually shoot it down. Two miles a second. How do they even get something to go that fast? I have no idea. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so I mean, and apparently it's low-flying also, so it's hard for radar to pick these things up anyway. Yikes. They have quite uh, the weapons of mass destruction, don't they? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, it says that the range of this thing is 1,240 miles. Apparently, it's fired from uh, like a, a, a an airplane. So it's not like a intercontinental ballistic missile. This thing's fired like out of an airplane. So I don't really think it's it's not something that they could fire from Russia and reach the United States, but it's definitely something that they could hit Ukraine with or like all the European countries with. Oh, this is this is a Russian missile. Yes. Oh, I thought this was an American one. No, I have no idea what we have. Probably something, uh, you know, hopefully we have something kind of comparable. So <laughs> probably that would be nice. We but. got one that goes 11 times the speed of sound. Yeah, I think America really has been working on like their hopefully, you know, kind of like futuristic weapons. So something better than, you know, like missiles and bombs and stuff. I'm really hoping I'm really hoping that we have like really good like laser technology fired from a satellite or like a rod from God. Something like that. A rod from God? You never heard of that? No. What the fuck is that? Is that from Halo or something? No, that's kind of the nickname for this weapon. It's a kinetic weapon that they drop from a satellite. Basically, they drop it from low orbit into the Earth's atmosphere. It's about the size of, like, say, I don't know, the size of a, it's it's thin, but it's like the size of a, like, telephone pole or something like that. And it, or a, you know, power, a power pole, whatever. And basically, it uses all of that force. It hits like a meteor into the ground. It's going so fast. <sighs> Sometimes I wonder, you know, maybe Nostradamus prophesied that humans would just eradicate themselves. I'm starting to think that probably is going to be the case. Yeah, this would be, I mean, that weapon would be probably more of a bunker busting bomb, but almost like kind of hitting a bunker with a meteor. Well, okay, it's, I guess it would it's depend- not like a, it's not like a city destroying weapon, really. Oh, it's not like a <laughs> like a dinosaur killing meteor. No, it's not like a it's not like a fucking comet. No, <laughs> like the uh, that's something that's like that's like the mass of like it's six miles wide or something like that. That's not this. This is different. This is just weapons that they're supposedly like might be working on, like laser weapons for assassinations and. You know, these rod from God 
type weapons to blow up bunkers and stuff. Kind of like getting away from bombs and missiles and things like that. You know what I just thought of, Phil? What's that? I would love if we did another, if they would do another survey thing and like call uh, predominantly, let's say right-wing voters, right? And we call and we ask, where was Obama when Russia invaded Ukraine? And what did Obama do to help it? You got to wait till about 10 years from now, the uh, the foresight. The problem is they're they're on the um, they're done with Obama. They've already moved on to Hillary Clinton and they're moving past him or past her, I should say, to Biden. So it's it's kind of one of those deals where Obama's kind of old news, really. They don't really I mean, you know, they don't really care about him as much anymore. He's kind of he's just chilling. I don't know. You know, doing his own thing. Are are you saying we're the only people in the world who are concerned about Barack Obama's whereabouts? Possibly. Possibly the only two people. I imagine he is, well, of course, Barack Obama, you know, former president. He's probably doing his, you know, uh, I think he has a, he has an office in like New York City or something where he's practicing some kind of law or whatnot, running a foundation. Uh, Of course, Barry Sotiro, he's probably right now, you know, has an eye patch on. He's in a Russian tank. You know, charging forward. You think he time traveling tank, of course. So you think Barry Sotero looks a lot like Nick Fury? From Possibly. The- <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, if you don't mind, let's uh, shift to maybe some more uh, not not uh, not positive news, but some uh, different news here. Um, have you been paying attention to the quarterback carousel that's been transpiring over the last forty eight hours? Not really. No, I was kind of cut off. So. I didn't really look at my phone much all of Monday or Tuesday. Okay, let's just say I am praying that the current Vikings quarterback, Kirk Cousins, gets traded somewhere, anywhere. I don't care if he plays for a fucking Russian football team at this point. <laughs> just get him out of here, okay? So yeah. there's kind I'm of... Sure there's, I'm sure there's some room in arena football. So. <laughs> so basically there's been like a domino transpiring. Aaron Rodgers got a ridiculously high contract from the Green Bay Packers, which basically made him the highest paid NFL player in history. Um, So he got paid. He's staying with Green Bay. Then Russell Wilson immediately got traded to the Denver Broncos. Okay. I did not hear about this. Yep. So he's now Denver Bronco. And then just a few hours ago, Carson Wentz, got traded to the Washington Commanders. Um, Probably for their fucking washing machine. The interesting thing about Carson Wentz, I don't know if you've heard this, but apparently he's quite a diva and he's quite hard to work with. Have you you heard any of this? No, I haven't. You would think going to North Dakota, like a college there, you'd think he'd be, you know, kind of humble, like down to earth. Well, the rumor is, and I, I literally just saw this today, when Carson was injured during that Super Bowl run, he was like yeah. talking shit about everybody who, like the other players who were still playing or something, because he was mm-hmm. jealous that he couldn't play in the Super Bowl. He was jealous he couldn't take his team the whole way. Yeah, yeah basically. Um, so my understanding is, yeah, he was kind of just a little dickhead, and <laughs> I, that's basically why he keeps getting kicked out. Really, nobody wants to pay anyone 
millions and millions of dollars who, I mean, unless you're really, really, really good, like Aaron Rodgers, no one wants to pay a salty bitch to just basically be toxic in the locker room, pay them millions of dollars just for all of that bullshit. So I am really actually surprised that Green Bay offered Aaron Rodgers a a contract at all. I'm surprised they didn't just, you know, send him out of town. Just tell him, oh, yeah, your options are limitless. Get out of here. You know, we cut him. Uh, Yeah. Judging by how much the Broncos gave up for Russell Wilson, I'm pretty sure Green Bay (laughs) could have gotten quite a haul if they would have traded him. But it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of like, do you remember the Saints at the very end of Drew Brees' career? Yes. They kept, yeah, it was only like, what, a year or two ago? Yeah, they kept like pushing all this money into the future. And now, <laughs> like last year and this year, they're so far over the cap. They have to just like sever ties with everybody. So yep. that will be the Packers in a few years here. Yeah, that's, I mean, basically when the Vikings offered Brett Favre the entire farm, all the fields, and the farmer's wife to fuck. That's what happened with the Vikings. You know, they basically just dropped. They had no cap room after Favre. So. Well, actually, the Vikings are kind of going through that right now. Well, they're going through that again. Yeah. They think there's going to be, there's rumors that a lot of the star players are going to be shipped out the door. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if that'll happen. I don't know. That's been pretty quiet, but like right now is when it usually starts picking up. Yeah, it's so hard because you really need to have like a really good mix of you at least need a top 32 quarterback. That's, you know, if you don't have one of those, if you have someone who couldn't start on any other team in the league, that's obviously your biggest problem. A lot of these teams, they kind of, they try to get all of these veterans. They think they have this like win now mentality. They've kind of forgotten though, like it's role players, you know? I agree with that. It's, uh, it seems so one of the good analogies that I've seen is like, so let's say the top four quarterbacks in the league, because a lot of the really, really good ones have retired. Say they have four of the top four and then everybody below that, the gap is like quite big. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. There's like, there's the superstars and then there's kind of almost like the middle is just way far back. Who do you think is, so now that Tom Brady's gone, do you think it's Aaron Rodgers who's the best quarterback in the league? No, Patrick Mahomes. Or do you think it's the Chiefs quarterback? Patrick Mahomes, without a doubt. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Okay. I I don't think, I think he's the best, um, how can you say this? He might not, like, I don't think you can ever surpass Tom Brady for having, like, the, I don't know, the drive and just the ability to, like, Make the whole team better. I don't think you can change that. Um, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, if you were to make like a Madden character quarterback, he is literally that per- like the perfect specimen of a quarterback. Oh, yeah. Madden on like as easy as it gets beginner mode. Yeah. Just <laughs> and you put him at 99 and all that. Yeah. He's running around the field, throwing it underarm and shit. Yeah. Definitely. I think I think that was Aaron Rodgers until Patrick Mahomes came, and then he's like throwing long, deep passes with one pinky holding his body up, and it's just like, 
I don't know how someone can even do that athletically. Yeah, it's. Are you talking about Patrick Mahomes doing yeah. that? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. These crazy passes and no look underarm passes going around defenders like into into some dude's hands. It's some of the shit that he does is fucking insane. But I would say I don't know. I think I'm actually really happy for to hear about that Russell Wilson news about him getting traded because it seems like there's all these like brand new quarterbacks kind of coming into the league in the last three or four years and he's almost gotten like forgotten about kind of like you know Seattle used to be that really exciting team that you know everyone wanted to go play for they had the cool coach they had the good quarterback and then all of a sudden they kind of they lost their steam their momentum and now they're kind of you know they're not really that team anymore so it almost seems like with Denver they have you know they have Elway running the show out there I really think that's like this could be really good for him or it's just completely, you know, Denver is also notorious for a quarterback carousel, like the one team quarterback carousel, just shipping them in and shipping them back out. So, well, the last time the Broncos were super good was when Peyton Manning was on their team. Um, yes. The thing is, I think with Russell Wilson, I'm going to be honest. I think he's a bit of a whiner and a diva, like low key mm. that, but I think he had a reason to be because the Seahawks would wanted to focus on their defense so much. They kind of ignored him and he did kind of carry the team a bit. Um, when the Legion of boom kind of fell completely apart. So, uh, I think the Seahawks, maybe this is a good move to get them rebuilding again. And yes. maybe Russell Wilson, I don't know. He kind of chose a bad team to go to, because in the division, you have Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> Justin Herbert, who's very good, and then uh, Derek Carr, who's fairly good. He's like a he's like a Kirk Cousins with a little more balls. That's what I think of him. So he's got quite yeah. an uphill battle. Derek Carr, I kind of actually put him kind of... It's hard because sometimes he'll have like these great games, but it almost feels like he'd be like a backup on most teams also. Like Derek. I don't really, I've never really seen him have like a stellar game. I've never, I've never actually been in a fantasy football league where anyone picked him up. Now that doesn't account for if the guy's a winner or not, obviously, but I've never really, I've always kind of thought of him as like a, you know, somebody in like Kirk Cousins kind of tier, you know? See, the interesting thing is number one, fourth quarter comebacks. Who do you think it is? Well, obviously it's going to be Derek Carr <laughs> yeah. since you'd mentioned it. Yeah. You don't but. think about that. Um, I think the Raiders team itself was kind of shit, but he was okay. He he was pretty good. Yeah. So basically Derek Carr has like that winning heart type situation and Kirk Cousins, you want him almost like if you had both of those guys on your team, you would want Kirk Cousins for the first three quarters and Derek Carr for the fourth one. Kirk uh, Cousins going to fill up the stat sheet. Derek Carr is going to bring you across the finish line. Kind of yeah. Situation. I was going to say uh, Kirk I wouldn't even give him three quarters. He'd give him half a quarter. Um, <laughs> yeah, or no, I'm sorry. One half of the game. He's usually good for one half. And then then he's done. He's thinking about God or whatever whatever else he thinks about. Um, Impregnating his wife again. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised. I think he only has two kids. Um, what, weren't we saying that he has like, who is it that has like 17 kids? Uh, Philip Rivers. 
Philip Rivers, that's the guy. Yeah, my mistake. Sorry, Kirk Cousins. I meant Philip Rivers in that whole uh, knocking up his wife again. But <laughs> yeah, he's the one who was big. Uh, oh, anti-COVID, anti-mask, yes. anti-vaccine. Yep. yep. Okay. He was that was his religious that. gig. Yeah. Um, but uh, honestly, there's uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of took the torch from him and said, and just has still been running with his weird antics that he's. I don't know if that I haven't seen the video, but apparently he was posting this cleanse he was doing, uh, where you have to force yourself to throw up. Uh, have you heard about this really? at all? No, I haven't. Yeah, he was posting a video of him forcing himself to throw up, and I think he had to give himself enemas and all this weird shit. He's into some weird stuff, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it gets you uh, an extra thousand yards passing few extra touchdowns then i guess do it yeah but that's true i don't know i mean i'm not sure what that would do for you know helping you not get covid or fighting covid but no no i think he's this is like not not covid or anything this is like the type of like health things he's into oh kind of like uh how tom brady was doing all that shit to keep him young Yes, uh, the hyperbolic. Okay. What did he slept in that hyperbolic something? Chamber? Another, yeah. Okay. Some weird shit. I don't. That was Tom Brady. I don't know what the fuck that thing does. I the last time I heard of hyperbolic chamber, that was the shit from Dragon Ball Z where they trained, wasn't it? Oh yeah, the uh, they trained in the zero the zero G chamber or whatnot. Well, me- yeah, remember it was like one hour on Earth was like ten months in this thing. Oh, okay. That was, yeah, that was on planet. Was that, is that where they, no, that was on the nerdy shit. So there was, there was two, um, what Vegeta trained in was a, like, um, hundred G chamber or whatnot. And then there was also the one on planet Kai where they would, uh, they would go in there and they would take a bunch of food with them because 24 hours was basically like six months or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yep, that uh, that was like the Cell Saga shit there. Yeah, they also used it for Majin Buu. And then Majin yep. Buu basically screamed his way out. Yep, yep, I, rem- I remember that. Uh, oh, that was a good old days. I miss Dragon Ball Z so good. Um, there's something I wanted to talk to you about. So have you heard about the new game kind of hitting, hitting everybody's homes right now, Elden Ring? I have heard of it. I was actually thinking about getting it, but I was out of town last weekend. I might pick it up this weekend. Have you played it? Is it any good? Yeah, I uh, I love it. So some of my favorite game series are like Dark Souls, Bloodborne, uh, Sekiro, like those type of games which have like kind of a notorious difficulty. Um, yeah. That, this is basically Skyrim mixed with those games. It's a very okay. big world. I'm I'm about thirty some ish hours in, uh, and I, I haven't accomplished a whole hell of a lot because you're kind of wandering around, fighting bosses, trying to get new pieces of gear, stuff like that. Yeah, is it? I don't know how to put this any better. That is it. My type of game. Do you think? Like, is it an RPG style? Oh, you know, it's the- an RPG for sure. But so. The best way I can describe it is the main crux of the game is exploring 
surviving and taking on very large bosses. Okay. Um, and the game itself is, I'm trying to think of a game that might be similar for you. It is a lot like Skyrim, um, but it's a lot more difficult than Skyrim. Okay. Is it based on like the Lord of the Rings? Is that the game that it's based on or the movie it's based on? Or am I thinking of a different game that's coming? Uh, it's, it's not, I mean, it's not really based off anything. It's kind of a, I don't really even know how to describe it. It's just, you pick a class, you can be a caster, you can be a guy who wields big weapons, you could be a guy who dual wields, you could be a guy who sneaks around. Oh, okay, be... so basically like the Diablo style a little bit. Well, I... Diablo, World of Warcraft, all of those games do that no, kind it, of stuff. I would say it's literally very close to Skyrim. Like Skyrim, but you play in the third person, you collect weapons and all that shit. I don't... You're, you're, it's very free to kind of do whatever you want, but it, okay. it, it it is difficult. I have gotten very upset from dying multiple times on the game. Is there is there little side quests that you do also, or is it just you kind of run around um, doing your own thing? Um, there are side quests, but it it it, it doesn't tell you. It, it doesn't have like a quest log that you have to complete or anything. You'll like okay. talk to somebody and they'll be like, oh, hey, go over to this area and do this for me. And then you kind of just got to go over there and figure out how to do it. Gotcha. Okay. It, it does not so, hold your hand at all. Oh, gotcha. So it's not like it's not like with the side quest. Once you complete one side quest, all of a sudden, like three more pop up. No, like that situation. No, no, gotcha. no, no. Okay. It's a mostly exploring. Yeah. So you kind of got to you almost have to do it for yourself on that game. Yeah, it it sounds like a good game. I is it still what is it? Can I play it on Xbox or Yeah. Is it just It's okay. on all of them. Except for the Nintendo Switch, I think. I'm playing on PC, but uh Okay. You need a pretty strong PC to play it. I know that. That's what I was thinking. It's the sad thing is, you know, you always hear like whenever you play a game on Xbox you always hear like people playing it on the computer, like they have so much better, you know, everything because, you know, they're playing it on PC. I'm pretty sure, I don't know, my, I bet my P, my laptop could probably handle it, but I wouldn't want to take up all of its memory just on one game. Uh, I've actually heard it plays better on the consoles anyway, but I oh, don't know really? if that's true or not. Do you, don't you have the new Xbox? No, I'm still rocking the uh, the Xbox One. Gotcha. You know what, uh, Phil? So I, this last, or I've been kind of working, doing some spring cleaning. I don't know yep. if you ever get in the mood where it's like, I just want to get rid of a bunch of shit. Oh yeah, definitely twice a year. I basically <laughs> just throw like I'll I'll go through all my old like clothes and just kind of like, oh, I haven't worn this in like 10 years. And then I'll throw it in a bag. The problem is the bag never makes it to Goodwill or the dumpster. So I have like five bags of, you know, clothes and old shit that I still need to throw away. <laughs> Maybe you should uh, spend this weekend running that up to Goodwill. Oh, yeah. Well, the sad thing is I have a Goodwill drive. Literally, like on the block where I live, there's one like on the corner, probably like 250 feet from where I live. Um, just kind of like, you know, three parking lots away. 
I could basically just take it there, drop it off, but I get kind of lazy on the weekends. So Well, anyway, what I was going to say, so I've had all these games and Blu-rays and shit um, that I kind of wanted to just get rid of because they're just taking up space. So I had to go into the store that we will not name uh, and sell some of my Xbox One games because I don't even have an Xbox One anymore uh, and some of the PS4 games and shit. Surprisingly, they gave me a decent trade-in value, but they wouldn't take them all because there's too many copies of them. But uh, I was kind of surprised. Usually, they really jip you. That I didn't get off too bad. Yeah, they have. So you were talking last, I think, two episodes ago. You were talking half-price books. Yeah. You basically took like a load into there, and they gave you the equivalent of like one book. Like, what yeah. was it, like $18 or something like yeah. that for yep. however many movies and shit? Yep. They, uh, yeah, they raked me against the coals. Yeah. There's this, so there's a place that I live near called All Out Games that I actually might take my shit. I think they give you pretty decent money for like the games and shit that you bring in. I'm not exactly sure. I do, I do have a bunch of Blu rays that I bought. So basically, I didn't really buy them to watch, I bought them to have like Blu rays in my case. But I really, I've never, I haven't watched them in like seven years. I should just probably just get okay. rid of them. This was my thought process. Like I kept only the movies that I genuinely really enjoy, or that yeah. like you you know are so old they'll never come on the streaming app. Um, and I'm like, all these other ones. Number one, I'm never gonna watch them again. Number two, streaming apps have so much, and you always want to watch something new anyway. So. Why not just get rid of these now? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, there are some that, like, the classics I would keep. I would keep, you know, uh, like that Scott Pilgrim one I really like. I'd keep, you know, Fight Club. Like, kind of like the classic movies that you really like. But a lot of the stupid ones I did just to kind of fill up space, I would get rid of a lot of those. So yeah. maybe that's where I should start this weekend. This weekend is, the the thing is, I'm not, I'm just going to turn my phone off. It's, I might... Like, I think somebody in my family wants to go to Costco this weekend, and I need to get one of the 50 packs of bacon. But I might go to Costco, but the rest of it, I just need to hang inside. Like, I'm honestly, my my uh, my extrovert side, usually it's only about 5%, but I put it on about 95% this past weekend. So <laughs> I need to, I need to you need get to back recharge. in touch with my inner, in, introvert. Uh, did you say a 50 50- pack is this 50 pounds or 50 pack of bacon no it's a 50 pack so you know that pre-cooked bacon that you can buy that you just have to microwave yeah so in the store if you buy that in like a 12 pack like 12 pieces of bacon it costs like 11 dollars, right right so you go to costco and they the kirtland signature brand whatever it's called they sell 50 of those for 15 dollars so I need to p- definitely pick up another one of those. And then some other shit, too. I didn't but... even realize you'd like the microwave bacon. Oh, no, you can just eat it, like, in sandwiches and salads and stuff. I put it basic. I put bacon with everything, basically. <laughs> okay, do you... Are you eating the turkey one, or it has to be pork? Oh, no, it's the real shit. Okay, no, yeah. all right. You know what, it's I... like It's pre-cooked, and then, you know... So it's... You can basically eat it without heating it up again. So you can throw it in like salads and stuff, like bacon bacon bits kind of deal. I haven't um, been to Costco in a while, but 
Man, I swear, every time I used to go, it'd be like at least a hundred dollars, usually two hundred dollars. You go there for just a few little things for your kitchen, and you end up coming home with like fucking a pair of pants, you know, all this weird shit you didn't think you were gonna even look at, like a hundred pack of batteries that you don't even you're. (laughs) It's gonna take you a year to use, you know, in everything you own. Dude, I'm so glad we're like kind of moving away from the disposable battery world. God, they were annoying. Like you'd have to keep so many of them. You'd have to have like a whole drawer just for backup double A's or triple A's. So fucking and what the, glad. And when they run out of juice, what the fuck do you do with? It? You know, I have basically I have a drawer. I have a drawer for like fully charged batteries that work and I have a drawer next to it for batteries that don't work and it's basically half full of just fucking discarded batteries. I think you need to take those to uh where the hell can you recycle them? I think you can throw you can even throw them away I guess, but I think you can go to like Best Buy maybe and right inside the front door you can throw them in there. Oh, feed the machine, give them the scrap. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm pretty sure they just dump it in a landfill anyway, but... Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. I was going to say, though, if you were going to say, this is Phoenix, we don't have recycling centers. We just have the <laughs> dump, and basically, you know, just everyone throws their shit in the dumpster and just hopes for the best. You just take it down to New Mexico and throw it in a hole. Oh, yeah, where it belongs. All the rest <laughs> of the fucking garbage in New Mexico. Ah, uh, well, Phil, we've been going for quite a while here. Do you... Do you have anything you'd like to, uh, any parting messages for our fans here? No. Uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, we've been, actually, I was going to say, we've actually, you know, we hit that post-holiday kind of surge finally in, you know, start of March, end of February. So just thanking everyone for, you know, all the new listeners. We saw there's a, you know, a pretty big surge of brand new listeners, people binging like crazy. So thanks for that. You know, uh, it's been great. Also, you know, kind of a another thing, just thanks for all the messages we've been getting. You know, it's really been heating up quite a bit in the past month. Hell yeah. Uh, like we said, we, due to, you know, unexpected life events, uh, we had to take the week off. We are normal people just like everybody else, but we will be back next week with a beautiful conspiracy. So Phil and I just thought we'd just bullshit a little bit just so you have something to listen to. You know what I mean? Uh, We don't like to leave you hanging. Unfortunately, it does take a little bit of time to put together an episode. So, Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for being being awesome, listening to us, leaving us reviews on iTunes, leaving us reviews on Spotify. That very clearly has helped has helped this show. Reaching out to us, telling us very kind things about the show, we really appreciate that. Otherwise, guys, we will uh, we'll be back next week with a conspiracy that I don't know about. So we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.